It's November 20th, 2017, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you'll pass asleep in dreams you In your dreams and someday Your rainbow will come shining through No matter how your heart is grieving If you keep on believing The dreams that you wish Will come true Well, welcome back to Dizpodopolis And this is our seventh episode So we're halfway through a year And totally behind And that's the way it should be <laughs> For us anyway <laughs> All right. Well, I want to introduce uh, my co-host tonight, uh, Ryan. You want to introduce yourself? Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fiona. You want to introduce yourself, Fiona? Where's the boy? Get the boy. Get the boy. Get the boy. I can't reach the boy. Get the boy. Get the boy. Where's the boy? I can't reach it. I will begin. Okay, so that would be a really <laughs> abstract clip, clip from Meet the Robinsons and, the, and uh, as uh, Fiona plays the Tyrannosaurus Rex. She was doing it quite well. And the shiny, yes. And my name is Colleen, and uh, we tonight are going to start off our episode by talking about our favorite Mickey Mouse short since November is Mickey Mouse's birthday. Yay! Hey. <laughs> yep. Go, Mickey. So, who wants to start? Fiona, you want to start us off and tell us about your favorite Mickey Mouse sh- short? Or not so short? Well, when was his birthday? November 16th. Was it 16th? That's like, I think that's like the official. Is that 16th or 18th? Oh, see, now you're going to make me look it up, yeah, aren't now you? Yeah, we've got to look that I mean, like, when was his birthday in November? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing well. Oh, November 18th. 18th. That's okay. right. November. I'm doing well. Yeah. So that, yeah. Awesome me. And today's the 19th, so we missed it by one day. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just about right. Happy belated birthday, Mickey. <laughs> It's the Flint way. Yeah. We're never on time. Oh my gosh. Typically what we do. (laughs) Yes. All right, Fiona, you ready? Yeah, I I have liked many Mickey shorts lately, but I think the best one I've I've mostly liked was Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that one too. It's fun. It's fun. It brings back a lot of characters. I enjoy it. Merry Christmas! And a Merry Christmas to you, Master Fred! Bah, humbug. Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge! What's so merry about it? I'll tell you what Christmas is. It's just another work day, and any jack and apes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. <laughs> but, sir, Christmas is a time for giving, a time to be with one's family. I say bah. Humbug. I don't care. I say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well said, Master Fred. Cratchit, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I was just trying to keep my hands warm, sir.
Yeah, features most of the characters that you usually don't don't see eh, don't see a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Like so, like since the adventures of Igabon and Mr. Toad it was one of my favorite favorite movies. Yeah. Yes. Like they had like like Mole and Rat as like the citizens of the poor. Oh, they were coming collecting money to help the poor, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they had they had Toad as as Fizzywig. Uh they had they had two weasels as two grave diggers. They had uh-huh. uh Cyril the horse as Fred as Fred uh, was is that what what Scrooge's cousin was named? Oh, I don't remember. You know this stuff a lot better than I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, Dal- there's a lot Dal- of references Duck in the movie. As as his horse and Angus mm-hmm. Badger was was the only was the only character that that was seen as a background. Yeah, they didn't get McBadger in there. Oh, they do, but in the background. Yeah, yeah, he was seen as a Sorry. dancer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so pretty much all those characters, like like Rom Hood, have have been teleport to to a to eighties England. What surprises me about this short is is because you think you know Mickey's Christmas Carol, it's going to be a full length, but it's really not. It's is it thirty minutes? Do you remember, Fiona, how long it is? Well, it's, yeah, well, it's sort of the same length as a Christmas short. Yeah, so it, it runs about 30 minutes, I think. Yeah, it's real short. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and they surprisingly have Jiminy in it, like, oh, like well. mostly. Yeah, I got Jiminy in there. So when was the first time you saw this short, Fiona? It, it was on a House of Mouse movie called... Um, Mickey's like Mickey's magical Christmas snowed in at the House of Mouse. Oh, okay, yeah, the House of Mouse. That was like around in the early aughts. I love to use that term. So the two thousands and early two thousands. Yeah, and looks like you were like paying attention to TV those years. No, not so much. No, no. In fact, yeah, this probably came out like right before you were born, right around you were born, because you were born in 2002. So did you see this on television or YouTube? How did you see this, House of Mouse? I think I saw it all on, on television in the first place, and then ah, I saw okay. a few episodes on, on YouTube. So what's your what's your favorite favorite scene or favorite thing about this the Mickey Mouse this Mickey Mouse short? Well, I know, I know. I'm mostly focusing on care characters. I kind of mostly cared about. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I guess he was he was he was the usual '40s Mickey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You didn't see Mickey for a real long time. Uh yeah, it looks, after Fantasia. Yeah, it looks like the Mickey shirts have have like took breaks and like 
I think the 50s. Mm-hmm. But kind of continued with a couple of more in 80s to 90s. Brought back. Yeah, they did like the Three Musketeers later on. They, and they came out with those Mickey's Christmas specials, like Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. And they kind of end up with a 3D Mickey. And the interesting thing about about this the short is is that when I was is that it looks like there were like gonna put like like other characters at, as the same characters. Like it looks like 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 I, I know it it was also in like a read to me book. Mm-hmm. Like like they were gonna have like like Merlin as the ghost of Christmas past and thank goodness for that and Oh, that's funny. And the the queen in her witch form as the the ghosts of Christmas future. You kind of like Pete Pete as the ghost better, right? Oh yeah, I like Pete. Pete's good. Why? Pete's he a good is... antagonist. Mm-hmm. He's really scary too in it. He is. That's very frightening. Why? Why would you think that we're gonna have like like those type of characters? Which ones? The like the Merlin? human, the human characters. Oh yeah, they didn't go with the human characters. Well, you know, they throw around a lot of ideas sometimes for for movies until they find the right formula and chemistry for a film. So it doesn't surprise me at all that they went through some different selections. Well, but I'm glad they went with the the animals, the animomorphized. Well, we have Wooly the giant. Yeah, yeah, but he's, yeah, I mean, he's kind of quasi-human. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> well, he's a creature. Right, he's not really, you know, he's like a mystical creature. Yeah, and you and you also said it, it felt a bit, it felt a bit wrong for Goofy to be Jacob Murley. Yeah, I never got that, because Goofy is just such, like, a kind-hearted soul, always kind of bumbling up a situation, but just because his feet are so big. <laughs> well, I guess they needed like someone slim and skinny and a bit wobbly for Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. I never quite understood Goofy in that part. I don't. And uh, I mean, he, he will get angry. I think he got angry when he was putting his entertainment system together to watch the football game. <laughs> It's kind of justifiable anger. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe next time they should use characters for Jacob as like a uh, mortal mouse. Oh yeah, yeah. Boy, they haven't used him in a long time. I usually like story. I usually like stories that have like like different characters of them, like the same, like doing the same story but with diff but with different people in it. <laughs> Like how I did my little stories. Like, I copied an episode from a show. You like to use characters from a show that you really enjoy and um, put them in a situation they wouldn't usually be in, but other characters that you really enjoy have been in. So you kind of like to replace the characters. Yeah, it's still like making up my own story. Yeah, you do that sometimes. Sometimes you make up your own story. Yeah, I have made up a few stories lately. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are your thoughts on Mickey's Christmas Carol, Ryan? 
Well, I enjoy Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's a it's a fun little short, and I think it's cute getting to see all the different characters um, that Fiona was describing, and mm-hmm. it's just fun seeing them in those in that role, you know. And I like this one. I am not a big Charles Dickens fan, but I do <laughs> I do really like the Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, yeah. and everybody's supposed to say, "Oh, you know, he's one of the greatest authors," but he just, I just, he's very long-winded to me, and I just, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's hard. Like, it's just hard for me to focus on his novels. <laughs> but I do like the Christmas Carol, and I like, I like this novel. So, you yeah, know, I struggled with Tale of Two Cities, but this one's a good one. So, and I think Disney does a really good adaptation that's great for kids. On this. Yeah, and I think it also shows that Charles Dickens can be heavily condensed and still get his point across. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of editing goes a long way, right? Yeah. It is all good. Yeah. So, but I I think it's an enjoyable movie. And, um, yeah, I would highly recommend it. All right. Well, well, since you you got a cricket in this version of the story, he already did a story about a cricket. Cricket on Hearth. Oh, Cricket on the Hearth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I'm kind of sticking to for Christmas. All right, Ryan. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a hard one to choose. Um, I know. I think, like, if I were to, it's hard to choose just, like, one specific one because there's, like, kind of almost genres of Mickey films to me. But oh, yeah. If I were to look at one, it would have to be The Sorcerer's Apprentice. that was on the table to choose <laughs> oh okay well <laughs> it's like it's only like nine minutes long it's a short it's in it's short inside yeah of, it's just a movie fantasia is just a movie made up of shorts so mm-hmm. um it's a it's i like the music a lot it's yeah yeah what is that track oh it is it's the mm-hmm. sorcerer's apprentice oops my bad <laughs> Is that that's the name of the that's the name of the track? Is the Sorcerer's Apprentice by Paul Dukas? Mystery never too solved. Oh, I'm doing so bad. <laughs> We're doing awesome. <laughs> that's because we do so we go deep. We really study before we get together to do a podcast for our mothers. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we are struggling through this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Why do you, why is Sorcerer's Apprentice one of your favorites? Um, it's it's uh, it's just a very entertaining uh, film. It's very iconic. I mean, when you mm-hmm. think of Mickey, a lot of times people envision him in his Sorcerer's Apprentice hat or the Sorcerer's hat. Um, it's not the Sorcerer's Apprentice hat. The Sorcerer's hat, and um, 
Yeah, I really enjoy the brooms. And, and then I like how Mickey like chops them up <laughs> into little pieces. That doesn't work well. No, it doesn't work well because then you get an army of brooms. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I I just enjoy it. I enjoy Yin Sid. Um, he's a good character. He's he's a good sorcerer. He's fun. Um, they do. He's very <laughs> expressive. They do a really good job with him. And I think it's one of the first time that yeah. Mickey has. Like actual eyes with pupils. Yeah, it is. This is kind of kind of Mickey comes into the three dimensional fully at this point. Yes. Yeah, his face is a lot more expressive in in this film. There's kind of like a leap forward in 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 Mickey Mouse with this. So a good look for him. I like the robe. I like the hat. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And it's where we kind of get our basis for Mickey's height compared to a human. Yeah, I think it's probably the first time that he was ever um juxtaposed against a human and you see him here and then you see him with um leopold Tarkowski. although it, it looks like the the actual mickey cartoon where mickey is first seen with like normal cartoon eyes is the pointer all right i'm looking that up so the pointer is 1939 yeah he does have the three-dimensional eyes but he's he's Definitely more three-dimensional in The Sorcerer's Apprentice than he is in The Pointer, because The Pointer's, you know, a regular short animation clip, and The Sorcerer's Apprentice, you know, they were doing short to make a full-length animation feature. Well, um, Colleen, how about you? Okay, so I'm going way back nostalgic on this one. So my dad had an 8-millimeter camera, and... uh, a screen that he would pull down, he, you know, trifold screen that you had, was perpendicular and then parallel, and you pull the screen down and it cooks in. Very old school. So, my dad, you can actually like send away in the mail for eight millimeter films. And so he had a bunch of Laurel and Hardy shorts, and I'm sure every child under the age of 40 has no idea who Laurel and Hardy are. And then we had uh, a bunch of short uh, Mickey Mouse features, and then we had a clip from, uh, oh, was it the, the Sword and the Stone? Just the scene where the wizard dueled. Oh, I like that one. Part of it. Yes. Did you see these, Ryan? Did he ever pull these out for you guys when you came down? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, so we would do this. This is like our Saturday night thing when I was really little. I don't know. We did it like three or four times a year. Make popcorn, watch movies kind of a thing. So he had two of the Mickey shorts. He had the Lonesome Ghosts and the Clock Cleaners. What you need to know is, A, I had no idea these had sound to them. (laughs) (laughs) Our camera had no sound. (laughs) And two, I didn't know these were in color. (laughs) I just thought that was the funniest thing. I'm like, they're color? I had no idea that Disney, like, introduced sound into animated cartoons, because as far as I know, they were all silent. (laughs) That's my childhood. But, I mean, I just love both of those shorts. Those two are probably my favorite ones. Lonesome Ghost, though, is a tick above the clockworkers. And because you just have to enjoy the, enjoy the irony of the ghost 
hiring the ghost chasers to come to their house so they can scare the ghost chasers out of the house because they're bored one evening. topic of the studio Ghostbusters, yeah. and they turn around and each of them you know they always did that in all the when the three of them were together mickey would have an episode donald would have an episode and goofy would have an episode separate then they'd land up together some crazy thing would happen and in this one spoiler alert they go flying down the stairs run into a collection because all ghosts have a huge collection of molasses and, and flour sitting in a corner, smash into that, the molasses all over them, then the flour, and they're coming out all gooey and white, and the ghosts come in and go, oh, no, ghosts, and run away. That's <laughs> <laughs> priceless. I just love that. I love that short. That's my favorite. That's a good short. And so, yeah, that came out in 1937. It's in color. And in sound, apparently. And yeah, what's fascinating to me also is Donald and Goofy have the, you know, the three-dimensional eye and Mickey has this all a black eye. So I'm like, I, you see there is that something must have been going on in the studio where everyone's like afraid to touch Mickey Mouse and make any changes. Like that was the sacred character. But yeah, I, I really love that short. That's my favorite. That is a good short. I, I enjoy both. Well, I enjoy both of those. I like yeah. the stork and the clock cleaners. That's a good character. <laughs> it, is, it is. And both of those were uh, brought back in um, Epic Mickey, the video game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Epic Mickey brought back oh, a lot cool. of the classic Mickey cartoons and incorporated cool. them into the video game, which is a lot of fun if you've ever played it on the Wii. Yeah, Fiona. Why don't you play Epic Mickey, Fiona? <laughs> Yeah, Epic Mickey's been sitting in the drawer for about five years. <gasps> really? <laughs> <laughs> Does that wrap up our segment then? I think we're good. We good, Fiona? We got that covered? Yeah, I, I think we're pretty much good. All right. We made it. Left in Nebraska and over a crest on a little patch of heaven way out west. So, 
tonight on Dispodopolis, uh, we uh, have a special place that we went to. Both of us went this summer, but at separate times and days apart. And amazingly yes. so. <laughs> you even texted, you're like texting me going, so how long did you spend at the Walt Disney Family Museum? I'm like, uh, four hours with three children. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why are you asking? Oh, I decided to fly to San Francisco. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened. That was pretty hilarious. But um, yeah, so we went, we, I, we, Fiona and I had been one other time about three years ago. And ever since then, Fiona's been chomping at the bit to get back because apparently we didn't take enough videos, enough pictures at the museum, and we were in big trouble. So we had to go back. Well, she's right. There's so, no way to take enough pictures and videos. There. No. No, there's so much information. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Yes, Fiona? Even though the, the museum kind of changed for a bit. Oh, the, the special exhibit? Yeah. Yeah, that, that changes probably twice a year, I'd guess. So um, Jeff and I lived in San Francisco before the museum was built. And this is, it was built in the Presidio, which is one of the areas that we would actually walk through. And because we were really close, we could walk there and we could walk to Fisherman's Wharf from where we were living. And you kind of, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece of land. I mean, it's flat, it's green. All the buildings are pretty much from the turn of the century, uh, the military buildings. And you can play on red chair thingies in the fields. You said you could play on big, huge red chair thingies. <laughs> Did you see those, Ryan? Yes, that Mike actually took a nap in one of those and he watched the fog roll in one afternoon. He'd never seen that before. Oh, he geez. loved it. He loved it out there. Because <laughs> I took like six hours inside of the museum. <laughs> Which is a little long for him, but it wasn't quite long enough for me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of it was kind of foggy when when we got back to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah it's always foggy. It's every single day has fog in San Francisco. Yeah. It was fun to watch the fog roll in. It is, yeah. That's that's one of the things I really I when we were living there. That's one of the things I really missed uh, seeing come in and out for some reason i actually had a, a view of the bay so i could see what was coming in and when it when it was sunny in san francisco i'm pretty sure everybody took it took the day off and got in a sailboat <laughs> i've never seen so many sailboats in my life <laughs> I, I guess you're kind of the opposite of riley here oh inside out yes yes yeah, where she missed stuff in Minnesota, and she she doesn't she used to not like stuff in San Francisco. Well, some of that's just because of the age she was and having to move away from her friends, and that's hard. And being an only child. When Joy Joy and Sadness got kicked out, the the the, the emotions try trying to make her leave the place. Yes, yes, there was no there was no more balance. Yeah, so some things got out of control with only free. Yep, they did. So back to the Presidio. <laughs> this is this is a very <laughs> nice and, and there's and there's lots of parking too, which is nice. 
And it's just flat and parking and green and all the buildings are white and I really like it. It's very, it's really beautiful there. And it's funny because the Presidio has the same history of every piece of land in California. So the Native Americans, Native Indian tribes lived there. And then the Spanish conquistadors came in and then the Spanish um, groups of people came in to bring their families and to ranch the land and build, uh, build communities. And, and then the, um, the Americans came in. <laughs> so, but this fort has always pretty much been a military base for about, yeah, 500 years. <laughs> Are, are you talking? That's funny. Are you talking about the, his, the history of San Francisco? Just the Presidio. So I guess, you know, I guess it's about what? So that would be about 400 years? Yeah, about 400 years of being a, a military base for some country. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. It's optimally located. And never, never any action. Absolutely no action ever. <laughs> Just a great fortress. Yeah. Yep. So, and this sat for a really long time, like from the 1960s until the 2000s, nothing was really done. I don't think anybody knew what to do. There were really strict rules on the buildings. You know, they couldn't be changed or altered on the outside. So, and you know, you park and there's the big red chairs. And so that's one thing when you walk up to the Walt Disney Family Museum, it is very, underwhelming it's like this beautiful <laughs> turn of the century military building and it looks tiny when you look at it you're thinking really that's it all right <laughs> what were your thoughts ryan when you first saw it it did it did look smaller than what i was thinking but there's a lot of space inside it's amazing how it large it actually is. Um, but you do look at it and you think, wow, that, that's not, it's not very impressive to just look at uh, from the outside. No, no. I mean, it's, it's what, sweetie? What's Presidio like again? What does Presidio mean? Yeah. There's lots of things called a Presidio. A fortified military settlement. Two thumbs up. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's quite a few presidios in the United States. It's hilarious if you start Googling. So, yeah, I mean, I love the, the outside of the building is beautiful. And they're, all the buildings in that area are really well renovated and look, look amazing. And yeah, when you come up to the Walt Disney Family Museum, it's, it's, you think there's no way that this is going to be anything of real um be very substantial and even when you walk in you just walk in the doors and to the right there's a you know there's a desk to buy your tickets and they have these very simple uh bookshelves with all the awards that the walt disney company and walt disney won over the years like the academy awards and the special seven dwarfs academy awards and then at the far right corner of this room is the doors to go into the first gallery. So, and even, yeah, and when you walk in there, it's very bright. Like all the windows um, are open and it's, you know, a lot of light coming in. 
And so you get mm -hmm. a stark contrast when you walk into the first exhibit because you become, you become completely immersed in their story right from the beginning as the doors close behind you. Kindly hurry, kindly hurry, just for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, when the doors close behind you, that's when I mean the story kind of starts in the in in the with the awards and stuff. But it really once the doors close mm -hmm. behind you, that's where Walt's story starts. Yes, yeah. And so the first gallery is the first twenty-two years of Walt Disney's life, <laughs> and it's a it's amazing how much he packed into those twenty-two years. So Fiona, what do you remember about this first gallery? So this is the gallery that, that talks about, you know, him being in Chicago and Marceline and uh, World War One. And uh, also I believe it talks about um, Kansas City. Do you have any um, takeaways from that room, Fiona? Well, did you have the little, like, moving photo, photo and animations oh yeah those the really cute vignettes that they created that look like um the old the old kids theaters where they have little paper puppets that they can slide in between the different layers of the theater the little yeah. theater to put on a play yeah, and there was one video where someone was trying to draw a horse and the horse kept moving around. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Trying to learn how to how to draw a horse. It's hard. Horses are hard. Yeah. They really couldn't draw yeah. horses, Fiona, until they had stop motion photography so they could see how a horse truly galloped. Hmm. I guess the horse was the first thing to be animated. Was it? Yeah. I don't think, no, horses are hard. So, and, and this was, a, what fascinates me about his garage experiments, they show little films from his uh, lapograms. And what fascinates yes, yeah. me about these is he, you see him drawing them in the picture all coming together. And that style of animation has actually come back around again. Like you're seeing it, you see it in um, commercials or they'll do it in, in nonprofits will do it to get your attention. It's interesting. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> they do that nowadays. Of course, it was all in black and white. But it just really caught my eye. I actually had a client ask me to do that. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Were you gonna say Fiona? Yeah, it looks, it looks like his 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 failed his failed studio lapograms was like about to be black and white short films about about fairy tales. The lapograms yeah. failed? Is that what you Yeah, the lapograms failed, yep. Failure is good. What? Failure is good. It's okay to fail. Yeah, like just try to Try to make a new studio someday. Yep, you learn a lot from failing. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like when he did his second try, he decided to use his name for his second studio. 
Yes, he did. So yeah, so when we move from, oh, Ryan, do you have any takeaways from this gallery? Um, let's see. I liked seeing all of the family photos um, of all the of all of his extended family. That was fun, and some of the letters. Um, uh -huh. it, was, it was fun to see some of his early drawings. He, you know, because he he had some of those cart, a lot of those cartoons that he mm -hmm. drew. But mm -hmm. um, also, uh, you looked at it. I mean, he wasn't the best artist. No. Um, he wasn't trained. Good. They were good. They were good, but you know, um, you could. It was kind of nice to see his limitations in terms of mm -hmm. uh, of the art, and so uh, he ended up hiring people who could. And he his gift was storytelling, and it was not so much the drawing. Right, right. And, and you could see that from that first. I, that was kind of like my takeaway. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, like his drawings were fun um and very mm -hmm. you know had a good style to them because you could you could see they were all um very similar but it was just fun to like um look at those and then kind of think oh okay i can see why he hired um professional trained artists oh yeah definitely you know and, and the style he was drawing was very representative of the era the era yeah. that he era he that he lived in that was what was seen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, well, what was the what was the first ever studio that was made? The first animation or the first studio he created? First studio that someone created. Anybody oh, or Walt Disney? Anybody. Well, Edison was the first one, wasn't he? Like the first one to do the recordings. Ah, uh, for movies. I really don't know. I don't know. There, there were just so there. This was a time when there were so many companies starting and so many companies failing. Yeah. Everyone was just throwing stuff at the wall to see if it would stick or not. And he nope. himself thought he got into animation too late. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah, it is funny. He thought he was too late for to create his own uh, successful animation studio. That he's like he said that you know he thought other people could do it better. Um, and he thought he wasn't sure he could be successful in it. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I'm guessing the first the first movie starred in like in like the the 1890s. The first okay. silent films. Okay. Yeah. Because all they had was like like silent films and stop motion animations. The Great Train Robbery in 1903, Edison Company. That's what I thought. Edison was kind of got into it. Yeah, or maybe they were, they were first made in the 1900s. Yeah, well, they started recording live action in the 1890s, but nobody yeah. knew what to do with it, and it wasn't really reliable. So it, people kept perfecting it and perfecting it and perfecting it. And then, so the first silent film was 1903, The Great Train Robbery. It was only 12 minutes long. And I think once people saw that and saw what you could do with a medium, then the imaginations just went crazy. Yeah. Like, like since we do drawing a lot, what if we, mm -hmm. what, what if we make a drawing come to life? Well, that's animation. 
I guess that's when <laughs> that's when it all began. Like yep. At yeah. first they did drawings. Now they did flip books, <laughs> and then they did short cartoons, and then they did filmmaking. Uh huh. And when years passed, they did drawing, and now they do technology. Computer graphics. Yeah. Even though right now animation is most <laughs> it's mostly like like 3D films. Do you like the 3D films or do you like the hand-drawn fil animation films better? Ryan? Are you oh, Ryan, you can I answer like... that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it just depends. I mean, they're both... It's really about story on either mm -hmm. in either one. Um, if you don't have a good story, then it doesn't matter how good the drawings are or how good mm -hmm. the 3D animation is. You have to have a good story. Um, so I enjoy, I that really aside. enjoy, yeah, that aside, I mean, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. Um, it is. I really, I really do enjoy some of the classic films and I watch them over and over and over again. I enjoy, mm -hmm. I enjoy things like Bambi because of <clears throat> the beautiful backgrounds and yes. some of the watercolor that's in there. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a really gorgeous film you know um mm -hmm. so and it's definitely a lost art we don't have i mean all that hand-drawn uh all those hand-drawn cells and backgrounds and i mean that's something that is not ever going to be done again mm. yeah i mean animation is yeah animation is very expensive to start with and and then add the the take away the computer graphics part of it and you just double your cost definitely i really don't know if i have a preference how about you uh fiona how about you do you do you like one over the other do you like hand-drawn or 3d computer films which one do you like yeah, well i did like rick it ralph she's a story girl <laughs> Well, for instance, for 3D animation, I did like films like Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, you did That's like that. Film. Yeah, it is. Now, thinking about Gallery 1, <laughs> Colleen, what did you have? What was, did you have a takeaway or anything from there? I just love the homey feel of this. You just really felt you were in the 1900s and the 19, the 19s. 19 teens. How <laughs> would you say that? <laughs> yeah, I love the wallpaper choices. I love the textures that they had going on. There was a, it was very rich and very depth, a lot of depth and layered to it. Um, I just, it's just so well done. You know, they didn't spare anything. You know, expense was a was not an issue when they were building this. <laughs> you know, the floors. I mean, it's just it's an amazing little gallery to walk into. I think if that was the whole museum, um, I'd be I'd be wow, this is cool. <laughs> I'd be happy with just this room. So, and I love how when you exit this gallery, you walk into the next room to get into the elevators to go up. And it's uh, reminiscent of a, a train depot, and the elevators look like train cars, and mm -hmm. just really, really well thought out. Uh, you know, there's so much to see. You know what was the most uh, awesomest thing they had in Walt's beginning? 
What? An, an elevator that looked like you were on a train. <laughs> you like that part? Yeah. Where's the siblings <laughs> all, all like crazy about that? Yeah, I was like looking behind the curtains in the elevator and the people in the elevator with us were just like looking at me awkwardly. I'm like, sorry, I see everything. <laughs> Can't check it out. <laughs> Is there anything behind the curtain? <laughs> you never know. There might be somebody there. That was a nice, it was a nice touch and it was a big surprise. I was like, oh, when the elevator opened up, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It is, it is. Like, what if it's there's nice. an what if there's like a field, an like a going up, going up a field animation in, in the elevator? Oh, Fiona's taking it to the next yeah. level in the elevator. Yeah. It's a moving elevator, uh, backgrounds, so you feel like you're moving. Yeah. That'd be weird if they had a movie making you go from right to left, but you're actually going up. Would you feel like you're going up? Or would you, would your mind pay, would your equilibrium play tricks with you and you think you're, you're going like, right and left? Like, are we having a Willy Wonka moment? Oh, yep, there you go. <laughs> the Wonka Vader. All right, so. After the elevator comes gallery two. And you step out and it is very bright because you've kind of like we're kind of in a tunnel in the first gallery room. You come out and there's some bright lights and and on the wall and a quote about from Walt's brother telling him to go to Hollywood or get out of Kansas City. And so you walk in and this area is very interactive because you've got the Alice posters on the wall and they're all moving. Oh, the, do you remember that? Not the Alice that we mostly know. You knew the Alice before the Alice. <laughs> yeah. The, the Alice the, comedies. The younger Alice. <laughs> Yes, yes. And it's really cute how he did that. I mean, they're all, you know, in black and white. And there's the girl and all the black and white drawings. Yeah. And the big Hollywood land sign going up. And then you kind of go around the corner and it's kind of the Mickey Mouse collecting area. Yeah, it had a lot of Mickey Mouse memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, plus... Probably the earliest known drawings of Mickey Mouse. Yes, yes, that's nice. I thought that was really cool. Um, it is. They didn't know who was the artist on it. Most likely it was either of Iwerks or Walt Disney, or possibly another. Or both. Or both, yeah, combination. They weren't sure. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. It's amazing to me how nobody signed anything. Because it wasn't like artists didn't sign their work back then but they definitely animators are they probably just didn't think it was that important no well not that and that one that one just might have been some uh kind of an, a sketching of him but it, you know not like they might have signed i bet you they probably signed something somewhere at some time but obviously mm -hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> obviously they did um but um early on you would think there would have been stuff that was signed it just was lost to time Mm. Speaking of lost, 
I, I guess the Al the Alice comedies and the uh, Oswald cartoons are 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 kind of hard for me to see because they're like lost cartoons. Yeah, yeah, they didn't they did not originally film those for long term prosperity prosperity just for. For I know to I see can, them over long periods well, of time. I, I know we can probably look those on YouTube or something. Yeah. Have you ever looked those up on YouTube, Ryan? Um, yes, actually. I have seen a couple of the Alice com uh, a couple of the Alice's. Okay. And the Oswalds? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah, some of the Oswalds too. Um they're in fact they've recently restored quite a bit of the Oswalds, um, just because cool. of the Disney company taking them back into ownership in the last little bit yeah i think it's funny how they traded a new uh sports anchor to get oswald yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was bob Iger. bob Iger did that did and he? he almost yeah he almost did it kind of a, a some people think it's, it's it's rumored that he did it as a jab to the sports anchor because the sports anchor thought he was all that oh yeah. well <laughs> and so <laughs> that was sort of Bob Iger going, mm, I'm going to trade you for this obscure rabbit. <laughs> the white rabbit? Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. No, Oswald the lucky rabbit. Oh, yeah. sorry. I think it was focused on Alice. Yeah. There's some corporate yeah. politics in there. Well, it happens. Yeah. It happens, definitely. It does. Oh, yeah. Al Michaels. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I thought it was. Al Michaels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, apparently he was quite upset when he found out. Well, <laughs> well you know, it, yeah, it is bizarre how they can just trade people like that on NFL. Uh, apparently sportscasters, too, because NFL, you know, sports athletes get traded, and apparently sportscasters, too. Yeah. And then this is, you know, also the time when uh, Walt Disney and his brother got married, which I think is... Okay, so this part, I love this part about the story, how they both marry women who work for the Disney Corporation. And I love, and the other part I, I love about it is how they absolutely don't want anybody else to do this, marry the ink and paint girls. <laughs> but they did it. It's okay but for us. they did it. <laughs> but nobody else. We're good. We're done. Oh, no. That that was actually... That happened quite a bit. Oh, of course it did. Oh, yeah. my God. I think a lot of those women just truly were good at what they did and, and, and liked what they did. At least that's, oh, yeah. what I, that's what I've read. Everything that I've read. Yep. Yeah, it looks like yep. lots of women are, are good at working at studios. Well, at this time, there weren't... Women didn't work in too many studios. What was it? Because um, the 1920s, there were more than you realize, but a lot of them lost their jobs when the um, law went into place uh, sometime during the Depression where you could only have one um, income per family. Yeah, and that was in effect for quite some time. Yeah, and I know like even my my great aunt, she was a school teacher and she actually got married during the school year but didn't tell anybody so she could keep her job till the end of the school year. Oh wow. Yeah, and then our grandmother, grandmother Flint, mm -hmm. she didn't get married. <laughs> yeah. She, she turned down I think at least two marriage proposals cuz she needed to the, her family needed the money and she couldn't afford to lose her job, so she kept her job to to keep the family farm. As a school teacher. Yeah. 
So. Well, and she, eventually, when she did marry grandfather, I mean, she did. They she did have to. They had, they had to go down to the one income. She stopped. Had to stop teaching yeah. for a time. And she moved too. She moved yeah. from Texas to California. So. But it ended up being a good thing for the family. <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> we wouldn't be here otherwise. No. <laughs> no. We're good with that. We're okay. Yeah. Good decision. <laughs> Speed of woman. Uh huh. I did actually saw a um video as part of the Snow White here. You're on the animation app, and it looks like it 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 showed a bunch a bunch of women working on the film. Yeah, the ink they were the ink and paint department, and they were I don't think until after Snow White was released when he started hiring women for um what, what is it they're the they weren't the animators they they mostly did um in between they developed no they were the developers for the look of the picture oh yeah design yeah, yeah. They, they did design work for him uh, like mary blair yeah, yeah, and there was there was you know other women that did that too, and there were a couple. Yeah, there started to be some women animators at Disney. Yeah. So they would like choose kind of a color palette for the film based on their um, design work. Concept well, art. You, they did a yeah, lot of concept you, art. Yeah, a lot of the concept art. Yeah, that's what they were. Um, so you did see, but I remember I would see. The ink and paint, like that's what they would show like on Sunday night, the ink and paint girls. And, and I just knew I don't want to be an ink and paint girl. No. <laughs> that looks really monotonous. <laughs> Which means I probably wouldn't be a good animator either because that's pretty monotonous too. I yeah. would. They were really good at what they did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fiona could be an animator. Yeah, what's the Mickey stuff? Was that... Was that was that seeing on the, the zoo book? And, and, and it looks like some of the Mickey stuff came out when you when when you were like around. The Mickey stuff? Yeah, there was a, you said there was like a gumball machine, and, that you said it was. Oh, out. oh, they had some Mickey Mouse collectibles from when I was a kid. Yeah. So it, they what I thought was really I don't know if you had a chance to play with this Ryan. They had a little thing set up. And um, I think it was the Steamboat Willie, and you could do the sounds to it along with the, the movie. Oh, yeah. And they would show you when to hit the little, like, there's like a little drum and a thing you, you know, made that ratcheting sound and a xylophone. And um, yeah, it I was played, really cool. I played with that. It was the, it demonstrated how you would synchronize sound. So it was because. Steamboat Willie was the first animation animated cartoon with uh, synchronized sound. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was really that was fun. The kids like, really enjoyed playing with that. What did the Alice Comedies and Oswald first sounded like? They uh, had nothing. They had organs uh, <laughs> in theaters, and our grandmother actually played an organ in a th in a theater for silent movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so there was no like sound effects or anything like that well there were there were a, f a few minor ones with the organs it just depended on the organs so they, they would do some minor sound effects like if there's a train whistle they could do a train whistle and, <laughs> uh yeah and like a siren and it was all it's all very basic sound effects and it was live you know it, it would just depend right. on on what the capabilities of the organ of the theater was and the organist 
Well, yeah, and that's funny because I remember my dad asked my grandmother what she played, and she play, she's like, I played whatever I could remember, and I just kept doing song after song after song after song. Um, after yeah. song. Which grandma was it the one that's still alive? Which great-grandma was it the one that's still alive or one of them that passed away? No, this one passed away before you that's were what born. Said. A year before you were born. Grandma Flint. So Ryan and my and my grandmother. Hmm. So not like some character sound effects like Meow, oh no, meow. no, nope, <laughs> no. She didn't do anything like that. She just Mickey! played the organ. <laughs> there, there would have been no way to project her voice for the for the theater at that time. So, um, nope. It was just all basics. Those organs was very basic sound. Well, effects. impressions weren't yep. born yet. Um, the yeah, not until Steamboat Willie. They didn't really. They didn't have that capability. Yeah. All right. So we were going to move on to Gallery 3. I am ready for Gallery 3. I am. And the I Silly Symphony. I, en- I enjoyed this gallery. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun one. This had a lot of behind the scenes, how everything was done. I mean, this is, I really en- enjoyed this, especially like, you know, the pigment walls and all the different, you know, steps in the illustrations and the um, storyboarding. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That was fun. And storyboarding was invented at the Walt Disney Studio. No one really did that before they did. Oh, well, people did draw pictures back then. Yes, but they didn't outline the story for a movie like they did at the Disney Studios. Well, Kind of winged it. (laughs) Well, not like pictures we do. We draw right now. Well, Fiona, what your mom's talking about is um, like they would tell the entire story or the entire movie in, in drawing. So um, it's actually what most movie studios use and a lot of them still use in some mm-hmm. form to tell the story and, and map out the story. And you can easily replace elements of it very quickly. And the, and mm-hmm. the Disney Studios was the first one to, to do this. Um, and then other studios picked it up because it's a very it's a very good way to tell a story. Well, it, it is, it's be- especially before you pour thousands and millions of dollars into a movie, you can really fine tune what you want to get across to the audience. And now they do it digitally. I'm trying to think of the term that they use. I'm, I don't I can't remember the movie term that they use for it, but it's kind of a digital mock-up of the film. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lucas Arts uses it quite a bit. Which cool. is, of course, Disney. <laughs> now. Well, right now it is. <laughs> Which is now Disney. <laughs> yeah. but, it's you a one-stop know, the, shop. Yeah, it is, right? I mean, yeah. So there you go. You know, I, I looked on Google, and I was like, and the first cartoon that was actually first event in, like, 1908. First cartoon? Which one was that? I don't know. It was, I think, pictures of it, I think. Um the white the lines were white and the background was black but i didn't know okay. what it was called do you what was the story about was there a story uh, i i don't think i was paying attention excellent <laughs> it's, it was just something i didn't know okay that's all that's fine that just cracks me up yeah i really this is probably one of my um favorite favorite areas of of the museum actually fiona did you what did you what was your takeaway from this room did you have a takeaway is it the room with the 
storyboards of the Mickey cartoon? Well, they had one of the Ferdinand the Bull. Did they, did they have one of the store of uh, the Mickey, or was that in the previous gallery? I think I was in the previous gallery because oh, this was the okay. Silly Symphonies. Oh, Silly Symphonies. And, yeah. And, or, and Snow was White. There... They had Silly oh, Symphonies. Snow, Snow White. Yeah. Yeah, Snow yeah. White. I was gonna say, did Snow White did Snow White connected to this room? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. it it showed the transition from. The, the thing that I liked about this room is it showed the transition from like short animated shorts to the feature length mm -hmm. animated film and how, yeah. that, how that process occurred. We're leading up to um, Snow White because this is a silly symphony room. And then the next one, we're running into Snow White. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. But it showed how, how, how everything was leading up to the feature length animated films. Because there was a lot, there was a lot that went into it, including like the updated sound, um, mm -hmm. the going to Technicolor, um, which was really important because Walt, it, Technicolor was a brand new process. It was a very expensive process, and it was the first. The Disney Studios were the first studios to use Technicolor, and they used it with uh, was it Flowers and Trees. Um, and they had actually done part of that movie in black and white, and they went back and did it, like erased the paint off the back sides, kept the okay. ink on the front side, and then recolored in um, some of the stuff with uh, some of the same some of those same cells with color. And they had to develop that color paint process too. And that was a, a lot of the ink and, and paint girls that did that, how to get the paint to adhere to the cells because the color paint didn't adhere well to the cells. Oh, that's funny. So they had to add glue to the paint to get it to adhere to the cells. Um, and then they used the whole Technicolor process and they had a they had an exclusive right to use it for at least a couple of years um, in terms of animation. Yeah, so yeah, Flowers and Trees in 1932 and the was the first time. Mm -hmm. And then the Three Little Pigs. Well, if Flowers and Trees was the first cartoon to be color, what was the first Mickey cartoon to be colored? Oh, I don't I'm not sure on that one. It took a while for Mickey to go to color. They kept just producing him in black and white for a while because of oh, yeah. cost. They weren't sure that Roy, Roy Walt's Walt's brother wasn't sure that this was going to uh pay off. off. Yeah, and take yeah. off and they were going to spend a lot of money and lose a lot of money. So they kept just doing the other stuff kind of as bread and butter for a while and then once the you know, and Roy conceded, yep, Walt's right. <laughs> Once <laughs> color color works, color's going to work. <laughs> and everything went to color afterwards and stuff. But, you know, uh, they kept in black and white to pay the keep the bills paid until, until. But I'm not sure. That's a good question. Um, there's actually a really good podcast on the, the, pan, on the band concert. Yeah. Band. Band yeah, concert, that's what I had in mind. Which makes total sense. Okay. I'm sorry, you were going to say? There's a really good podcast on how Technicolor came into being and its role with Disney. It's on the Disney History Institute with Todd James Pierce. He's really good. All right. Yeah. So awesome. If you're interested in that and how color came into movies and the Disney Studios' <laughs> involvement with it, that's that's a really good there one. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't believe we couldn't think of the band concert since they had, that's the swing ride at DCA, Disney <laughs> California Adventure. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, in the first place on on magazines and, and, and stuff, Mickey was Mickey's outfit was like blue and green with a checkered pattern. Where was this? Uh, we we read the Mickey book. Oh, oh, she she remembers everything I read to her. I don't remember what I say. <laughs> There's a book on that we read on the on the history of Mickey Mouse, kind of in pop culture and and everything. So, and there were a few parts that I might want to not understand in the book. Yeah. So when it got into the 1960s and 60s, or 60s and 70s, covering that genre of Mickey Mouse, we kind of skimmed over that. <laughs> it got a little dark. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> It's okay. Like, we'll talk about this later. Where are we going? <laughs> That's right. Where are we going in time? That's right. We just kind of, we'll leave this one for later, girls and boys. <laughs> Put this aside. I, I, think, I think that means we're, we're going back in the, in the, in the 2010s. We're going to the 20, the 2000s. We jumped to the aughts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the 2000 odds yeah where where mickey kind of became a preschooler oh yeah <laughs> yep pretty much like we made it kid friendly now that's what i meant yep yeah so the next room galley four that was um snow white talking about working on the Snow White and they, they those Moviola things you could I think this is when um, some of my kids started melting down because I don't remember this room really well <laughs> okay. I, think, I think I was losing AD or Elias at this point <laughs> I oh I'd imagine <laughs> we were doing well we were doing so well and I think this is where I got separated from Michael Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. I feel better now. Yeah, that's where I got separated from Michael. It's good then. Well, and there's some. You're right. There's some really good audio in this room with the animators and working with mm -hmm. Walt and just some of the Imagineers too. Um, and it was just fun to sit down and listen to it. They had this little bench that you could sit down and listen to all of them in Gallery Four, and I enjoyed that. But it takes a while. Mm, yes. It does. It does. You have to have patience for this. And um, eight and 12 year old did not have patience for this room. Well, seven and 12. No, 42 year olds. Or 42 year olds. <laughs> or 15 year olds. <laughs> 15 year olds. <laughs> I think, I think like you, like it's, this separates the true Disney fans from those that are a little bit more passive. Like <laughs> geeks and divided the line of the geeks and the. <laughs> And Why everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I liked gallery. The next gallery, gallery five, I, I like, because that's where we got into Fantasia. Oh, yeah. 
then you got to see the animator's desk and um, the Pinocchio Bambi. involved. Bambi. Bambi. Yeah, so some of the, the early um, masterpieces by the Disney Studios. You know, I have a, I have a memory of, of the place when a, when a uh, was like, come on, Rhino, you got, you got to do this place. It's about Jimmy Cricket. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was... I think Adi and Elias like kept going and passed Gallery 4. I spent a little too much time in Gallery 3 and lost them and they headed to Gallery 5. And that's when Adia spotted Pinocchio and was sorry, went over to Fiona and started pulling her into Gallery Five. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And it looks like so. I, I, I like accidentally yelled in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I was acting and weird. I, well, you were. It was a. You were on high mode this day. You know, because take I was pictures too busy recording. Yes, you wanted to make sure you got all your recordings in and make sure you got to look at everything you wanted to look at. I think you videotaped the entire gallery. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that and, happened. And it felt like some things that you say felt like it's making fun of me. When it's not. Yeah. It's not. But, She's trying to relate to you. that's what some people are like. Yeah. You get a little anxious sometimes and worried. Yeah, like, what's going on? What? Yeah. What? I think my favorite thing in this room was getting to see the full multiplane camera and look down. Yeah. Because it was there two stories tall, you know, it's fun. You could look down through the through the art, yeah. the plate plus, glass. Plus I, had, yeah. plus I had my uh, Jiminy plush with me. Oh, yeah. Yes, Jiminy came good. with us. There's a lot of Jiminy in this room. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, yeah, the multiplane camera. Yes, I, I think this is the last moment that Fiona, I'm uh, sorry, Adia and Elias, my two younger kids, were focused at this museum. After the multiplane camera, it all fell apart. <laughs> and the hard thing is, is like you're probably maybe about halfway through, just over halfway through in terms of content. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we'd spent a good hour at this point. So that's that's hard on young kids. Yeah. There's a lot of interactive stuff to do, but you know, Mm -hmm. it is all a lot of, it's a lot of information to take in. It is. It is. And well, okay. So yeah, after the the multi-plane camera room and Bambi, Pinocchio and Fantasia and gallery six. So here's where we're getting into um, the war effort. Yeah, and so this is where we start getting the package films. Of, like, so. Bricaleros. And Saludos Amigos. There was also Dumbo. And, and Dumbo was in this room, too? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what it was when I was a kid, but I absolutely loved the Three Amigos and Saludos uh, <laughs> th- Amigos. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Three Amigos. Saludos Amigos and what? the Bricaleros. It is oh three cavaliers, thank you. Yeah, I love these. I love them. 
I think yeah. they're good films. They're fun. The characters are quirky. They, they're all over the board. Who knew that There's some birds... fun little shorts that go with them. Who knew, who knew that birds can be good characters? <laughs> A lot of birds. <laughs> I love Donald Duck. Yes. So, and he shines in these. Even though he's a bit of a brat. <laughs> well, yeah, he can be. Yeah, pretty much. But very lovable at the same time. Yeah, and relatable on so yeah. many levels. Yeah, you can relate to him. I think we have like a little mm. bit about the reluctant dragon and. Um, yeah, I did saw a few references to that. Yeah. It did talk a lot, a little bit about the strike that occurred. And, and yeah, mm -hmm. the, look, and I, it showed like people holding like signs with the, the different characters on them. Yes, yeah. You probably don't want a bunch of animators striking against you because they're pretty good drawers. Their signs are clever and cute. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not love them? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it talked about the good neighbor tour that occurred right afterwards where the United mm -hmm. States visited South America to, to or sent Walt to visit South America and some people just to try and strengthen relationships there uh, during World mm -hmm. War Two. And it worked. And it did. Yeah, it did. It worked. But I think it's funny, like the, the countries that he showed loved him and then the countries that he didn't show were like, well, what about us? So you can't win them all. No, I liked getting to see like all of their little uh, visas, all the visas to the countries that showed. Oh, like, that's funny. Yeah, it was it was fun. You could see like Waltz and Lillian Disney's and Mary Blair uh -huh. and her husband. I don't know her husband's name, <laughs> but <laughs> off the top of my head. But the I like that. The guy married to Mary Blair. Yeah, and it changed. They said that this trip changed her color palette a little bit. Mm. Definitely. So, and influenced it heavily. So, which she influenced a lot of Disney films from this point forwards. Um, yes. So it's, 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 this little trip is, it's, it's, a, it's a little side note in Disney history, but it changes. It adds a lot of change to the, to the, com to the company too. Oh, his name's Lee. Lee Blair. Oh, Lee Blair. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I love how she was so stylish. Mm-hmm. I love that. She's probably my favorite Disney artist. How could she not be? I don't know. I got her little Peruvian girl. Oh. They had a, they had a pen, and it was her little Peruvian girl, and just the color and styling of it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, Fiona. I have a book that's about her, and I did sell that that was that was similar to her style. And who doesn't love Small World? Who doesn't? Well, some siblings. That's <laughs> <laughs> because they're in a certain age range. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> we, when you hear us song over and over again, it gets... Yeah. <laughs> yes, what? that song is very repetitive. It is it repetitive. Is. Then we went into, after Gallery 6, we go into an interesting gallery, I think. Oh, are we on our way to Devonshire, to Lancashire, 
Gallery Seven was it was it, it was kind of a different gallery. It had some very yeah. interactive film components. Um, it was a little dimmer in light, but very bright mm-hmm. in color. Um, and it's just the post-war rebuild of the Disney Studios. And yeah, I think every single movie, live action and animation, up until the point of um, Disneyland, was represented in this. Yeah. Room. Which was a lot. Yes, it is. Holy mackerel. <laughs> which, which showed my favorite package film. Uh, Mr. Toad. Yeah. And Ichabod Crane. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, if you have any, uh, leave, leave announcements below if you have a favorite package film. If, if you've seen any of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, mom, you can email us at comments at dispotopolis.com <laughs> if you want to tell Fiona your favorite package film. <laughs> if you've seen any of them. <laughs> or Aunt Lynette, you can let her know. Yeah, we can't have yeah. them all. Yeah, this was a nice room because this really calmed the mass hysteria that was, was going on in the in my family. There's just so much for the kids to look at. And it reminded me a lot of the animation area at Disney California Adventure. You know how they have the big montage of the movies going around the room and the music playing along with the imagery. So this was this was a great room to calm the masses. Yeah. This is a great room for kids. <laughs> and there's like little there's these little touch screens that has little bubbles of uh-huh. the, the stuff that's related to the movies in the room. And yes. it showed photos and videos that you can push. Uh-huh. And some comfortable places to sit and just watch it all. Yeah, make it yeah. A, let's make it a party in here. <laughs> Although, being a big about a crane, when we were looking at early, early versions of, of the film... Some of the artworks that uh, there was there was one artwork where it had like a big bat o- over him, and one of them were like were like skeletons and ghoulies, like Nyaball Mountain stuff, and it had the Hell's Horseman as a skeleton too. Really? Remember? Which was in Gallery Seven? Yeah, in, in okay. the room. With, Oh, were they? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. European Alice. Oh, this, they had the sketches of it. Yeah. Who knew that they were going to make something that, that even scarier? Oh, yeah. So after this room, do you, Fiona, do you remember what's after this room? Because this is like... We're moving on, right? Yeah. Do you remember what's after this room? There's two important things in this room. Important thing. Oh, they had the... Uh... They had little little models of the people's of their their miniatures, imi- miniatures of their places. I think. Well, they, yeah, he, they were showing Walt Disney's miniature collection. But there's one other important thing in this room that we had to stop and use. What was it? The bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, my my bladder can sometimes go nuts. Well, I'm not even talking about, but let me tell you, these are some really nice bathrooms. Uh, (laughs) These are beautiful bathrooms. That was your point? Yeah. Yeah. 
Did you use these bathrooms, Ryan? These are nice bathrooms. No, I did not. Yeah, you almost want to take pictures of these. That these good, are nice huh? bathrooms. Oh yeah, <laughs> these are nice bathrooms. I have been in a lot of bathrooms in my time, and let me tell you, these are some nice bathrooms. <laughs> if you gotta go, this is worth the stop. Yes, yes. Make sure, and this is a good time no for a body break. Pee and poo. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So. And after, yeah, and this is kind of like, it's a nice break, actually. You've got the miniatures, and then you have that really nice uh, glass walkway that they've built onto the side of the building. Oh, and you yeah. can see the bay and the Golden Gate Bridge, because you're kind of like right below it. That was another interesting thing you had in mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see the Golden Gate Bridge from here. It was, it was the fog had rolled in. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, I saw it earlier in the day, but it had rolled in, so I didn't get to see it through the glass at this point. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's a really nice view. And then they have the Grifford Park, um, a a park bench from where the car from the carousel area at the end of the hall. It's a nice seat. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. It was it was that was really cool. I liked seeing and getting to sit on that park bench. Oh, you gotta take a picture. Did you take a picture there? Um, I don't remember if I did or not because I was by myself. I took a picture of it. I don't. Think um, I took a are you talking about the wind, the window view? Yeah, the window view on the side of the building. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said something <laughs> about sitting area. Yeah. Oh, uh, was there? Yeah. Yeah, you and I sat there and we took a picture on the bench. It's up on the website. Yeah. And there's and there's one at the Griffith Park Carousel, but it's it's blocked off, so you don't sit on it. It's, you sit on some other ones. Yeah. Oh, all There's right. Some newer ones. These these ones aren't aren't actually there at the park anymore. I believe that. Near next to the poster of Zarlo. Oh, Zorro. Pronounce his name wrong. Yeah, Zorro, baby doll. And they oh, and they had like a nice little nod to the True Life Adventures in this area too. So if you looked, if you're going down the hall straight towards the bench, and then you sit on the bench and you turn around, you can see the little nod to the True Life Adventures. Oh, is it the True Life Adventures like some like they're like Animal Planet like like movies? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. the kind of scripted, kind of contrived True Life Adventure movies brought to you by Disney. Yeah, yeah. They kind of remind me of stuff on Animal Planet. Yeah. Even though, even though sometimes those kind of movies kind of felt boring to me. Oh, that's funny. Well, it's not cartoon. It doesn't feel exciting. Or... Yeah, they have a lot of interesting ones. I remember watching a lot of them in school. And, and so this was the 70s and 80s watching these True Life Adventures. And I always thought it was interesting how um, the animals, there was one about the, I think it was a mountain lion or cougar. And it was, this guy had adopted it and took it in and... I'm like, that seems a little odd to raise a cougar. <laughs> is, that, is that really a good idea? <laughs> Maybe we should think this through. Yeah, hmm. that's, but that seemed to be like a common theme in the 60s and 70s. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's illegal now, but it, it's interesting to me how they would do that back then. And um, all right, it is, huh. it's a cougar. <laughs> Might bite you, but all righty. Probably not the best idea we've had in life, but. Well, I really liked getting to see that bench, that bench, you know, where Walt thought of the idea for Disneyland. That was really cool to see. And it was a nice segue into the next gallery, which oh, absolutely. was probably my favorite gallery. It's your favorite? 
yeah, Gallery Nine. Uh, between Gallery yeah. Four and Gallery Nine, those were those were really amazing. Oh. But this one was amazing just because it was a big emotional experience, and you know they built it up to be be that way. But um, oh it yeah, was, it was it was really cool to see it, get to sit on the bench and then mm-hmm. turn the corner. And then you're in the room and you get to see the Lily Bell, which was the train that went around um, his Holmby house. Uh, It was really cool that he helped hand build. And so these are like his big ideas leading up to Disneyland. And it's just kind of fun. It's all leading up to Disneyland at this point. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. And I thought it for me it was emotional. I don't know about for you. The whole place where it showed like the big map of early Disneyland. Well, it was kind of a a montage of Disneyland. You you're talking about yeah, the big one mon- miniature montage. they built. And they did show some TV related stuff. Uh-huh. And, and more films that 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 were that were seen in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, a lot of the television work. Now, Colleen, explain that the the miniature of that's like a million dollar miniature. It's a very expensive miniature. Why <laughs> they have a poster but, of it? But it's it's actually go ahead and explain it because it's actually not an early version of Disneyland. It's it's not. So there's they've kind of taken because you know there's the haunted mansions in it, and they've kind of it's it's a lot of lighting and a a lot of like layered effects. Some things are really exaggerated. Some are smaller than they are. Um, It's just fascinating looking at it. And it's something you would see something new on it every single time. I know they hired a company to make it just for this museum. And they're very protective of it. Do not try and lean your cell phone over the glass to oh, take geez. a picture. Did you do that? <laughs> well, I guess a little bit. <laughs> so, oh, but not, not like way over, but just like, you know, just because my arms are long. So just na- naturally when I stand up, you know, and try and take a photo, like it was, wasn't like I was like way leaning over the glass to take a photo. It was just like I was just uh-huh. in a natural pose. But they were just like, uh, you know, had me step back to take a picture because people have oh, dropped their phones on it and you can't get them <gasps> back. Like, oh, no. Well, I mean, eventually you can, but you can't get them back uh-huh. right away because it's a very expensive model and there's no way to oh, get yeah. to it. And um, then they have to do some repairs to it. So, yeah. Oh, I understand Lord. why they're yeah. protective of it. It's a very expensive model. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's really interesting, too, because I don't think people really understand um, that it was built just for the museum. It's not something Walt ever saw. No, no. As well, it's not something you would ever. Some of the stuff you never saw in the park, like the way the Space Mountain is designed, it has the rockets going outside of Space Mountain, yeah. because originally Walt envisioned the rockets going outside of Space Mountain, like on the Matterhorn, where the bobsleds go outside the mountain. Um, uh-huh. So there are some things like that never actually existed in Disneyland. Um, it's just the way Walt envisioned them that are that that are there. That's there on yeah, the was there like Space Mountain there? 
Yep, and there was yes. also the um, oh, what do they call them? Those uh, flying saucers that that were there mm-hmm. only for like maybe a season or two. <laughs> yeah, they had the flying saucers there um, in space in, in that area. I think they had like, I think they had circle vision on it too. Oh, I'm sure they did. Oh yeah, because yeah. that was that was like an. They were really proud of their circle vision. Yeah, having that camera doing the 360 filming and. Um, they have adventures through inner space, best ride ever. Yes. Oh, I love that oh ride. Oh my gosh. It, it was so realistic when you were a kid. I was honestly scared. <laughs> it was a great science film too, you know, on the and yeah. taking you down to the molecular level. Yeah, even even mm-hmm. though they didn't have that that many space theme films back then back then. I guess not really a film. It was a great attraction, I should say. It was a really good attraction. You really felt like you're shrinking. Yeah, you did. I mean, <laughs> like honey, I shoot the kids. Yeah, like an early yeah, sort much. of something. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and, and yeah, this is just this is like a, an interesting interpretation of Disneyland because you have roads that walkways that don't exist. Yeah. In it mm-hmm. there, and yeah, like some of the rides, you know, that you can see inside them. And I think, oh yeah, they have um, I think they have the they have the great. Big beautiful tomorrow. Carousel of Progress. I'll just sing the song for everyone in America. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll And the small world doesn't look like small world, but are you singing it for us, Fiona? Well, it, I'm, I say goodbye because it's no longer at Disneyland anymore. No, it's not. But it's at Walt Disney World. And they're planning to keep it too and refurbish it. Well, there Currently. you go. Yeah. I think they should set it back to the 60s. Just keep it like it was. Yeah. You, you know, we did sell a lot of shows when we were on vacation with Huda and Antonio. Well, yeah, we tried Disney to give World. them the whole experience. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I, but... And, and, and I was like, no, I want, I want to go on this. Uh-huh. Kind of, yeah. Well, what's so funny is, like, Carousel of Progress, like, that's... It's a deep cut. <laughs> it's not for everyone. I enjoy it. I think it's fascinating. I love but, it. Uh, yeah, Antonio, like he was a later teen, so I think um, he was. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> He's like, mm, I think he fell asleep during American Adventures. <laughs> That's okay. You know, sometimes those are good places to take a little bit of a nap and a rest. It is. It can be. It's okay yeah. to nap during the carousel of progress. It really <laughs> is. I mean, like, you know, you got to save up some energy for Space Mountain fireworks later on. And you're going to. Yeah. And then that's great music. I actually fall asleep to it. I'll play it on. I'll play it on YouTube and fall asleep to the carousel of progress. Oh, well, there you go. It's just a nice tune. Yeah. And speaking of the whole uh, collide, what's it called? big map of Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I saw the Snow White was by a Fantasia Mickey and it was at a fancy land, like, you know, Snow White is next to the Pinocchio ride. I was like, where's Pinocchio? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, no was there Pinocchio. a like, Fantasia attraction or what? Well, there was no Pinocchio ride until the 80s. What? Yeah. Yeah. That was the redesign. Even though it was very, even though it was one of the very popular films to put everywhere. Which one, Pinocchio? Or yeah. Pinocchio? Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I always thought it was fascinating they chose Mr. Toad. That fascinates me. But it's one of the most popular attractions. Oh, yeah. It's fairly... It's, yeah. It, it, second second to, like, entertaining. Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah. It, even though it's, it's, its film has kind of became less popular. Well, you know, kind of like the free Calaleros. The, the package movies, yeah. Yeah, like, we see free Calaleros at a small world. Oh, yeah. They're in the small world, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we... We see Mr. Toad at Dorba Canals. Mm -hmm. Yep, he's still there. I, Woo! I think uh, I think the reason, one of the reasons why it's so good is is Claude Coates. Um, oh, okay. He, he just was a, you know, just a genius. I mean, like he worked on, he came back and worked on a lot of that ride. Yeah, didn't they kind of bring him in to kind of clean that up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to also do the one in, in Walt Disney World, one of the most missed rides in Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom oh is Mr. Toad. <laughs> really missed to this day. Yeah. And I guess there were some silly boys who worked on those rides. Yes. <laughs> what? Why we people... didn't have anything to drink at lunch. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are we adding a hell scene? I know. <laughs> like, what, what if there's like little ones that are like that don't know what's going on? So, what else was 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 there in that room? Okay, so you you asked me how I felt about when I walked in that room. I was just in awe, like coming in, walking, seeing all the different layers. And you know, it's it's where you walk down that winding path down to the main floor again. And you just, the whole walls, everything seems to be lit up and, and moving and so many layers of television and movies. And um, there's even a, I just, yeah, Jeff and I, I'm, Jeff and I, when we first walked in, because this was our second trip, um, we're just like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're just kind of blown over by it. It's just amazing. Really enjoy it. And just, I love just like going down that ramp that spirals down. It's yeah, really nice. You know, speaking of Mr. Toad, I, I guess the little ones are, are now going to prefer the Winnie the Pooh ride. Uh, Walt Disney World, yes. Yeah. So what did you think, Fiona, about when you walked into this, the room? The, the room? The TVs? Yeah, yeah. The, the last room with the big miniature. Well, not the last room, but the the big map, Disneyland map. and. Um, yeah, I, I think, I, think I, had a, I had a bit of a feeling to it. Like, Did you? Yeah, I, I forgot what that was all like. Uh, and when I when when I saw the black and white TVs, I did saw that that a that a uh, television special. I I think was was a mm -hmm. uh, one one hour in Wonderland. Uh yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. They allowed those running. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, cool. I I would definitely like to see those kind of stuff on YouTube someday. Oh, yeah, you can find them there. Definitely. You just need to start writing down everything you want to watch on YouTube. <laughs> like, there's, there's so many stuff that's weird to what what I like back then. Yes. Well, that's when that's when those movies came out. So, yeah, they did a lot of advertising and special shows on television for it. Definitely. One of the funnest things in this room is the animatronic parrot that you can play with. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is fun. 
I like that. And then they had um You 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 did a recording of that, right, Ryan? Of which one? The the parrot? Yes. The parrot. You videotape that? Mm-hmm. Oh, did did you see that on his phone, Fiona? Yeah. You have to be careful of your phone around Fiona. <laughs> now they also had now what was on that wall? There's a wall uh, the, you know, the animatronic parrot that was kind of like in uh with the wraparound staircase was going it was kind of tucked in the corner there and they had on the other wall uh, um was it about mary poppins or steve martin or yeah, well yeah that? you had the you had the audio animatronic and in that wraparound area it also uh showed you some of the stuff for epcot but then okay. on the on the wall that that is kind of where just underneath the glass wall mm -hmm. um there is a there's a special camera there and yeah. that camera was used to do a lot of different, it was to do some different things. Like it was used to uh, do both the uh, live action and animation together. So you could, okay. you could do the two um, film strips together on that thing. Like a Mary the, Poppins. Yeah. It could put the two negatives together into one film for like Mary Poppins. So it was a very specialized camera and they used that camera for a long time. That was a, I believe of iWorks that, created that was one of the big creators for that camera and it showed you how it all, all how it worked and if you don't know of iWorks he also was the main animator for Steamboat Willie the first Mickey Mouse cartoon so I'm um, just for any listener out there I know you two know who he is but <laughs> that's who mom. he is hey, hey mom but he, but he also did a lot of technical <laughs> work for the Disney company uh -huh. in terms of um pushing film into new areas and stuff so yeah and, he's a fascinating man and it was used for things like you could use it even for like the parent trap where you had Haley mills mm -hmm. and Haley mills starring, uh, yeah you know so you could use it for any sort of double exposure that you needed to do how do they make twins that look exactly like them and they're played by one person well it's like how did they put the penguins in with mary poppins a live action person you just have to you have to do a double, double you have exposure. to have a specialized ca a camera and you have mm -hmm. to double expose the film double exposure and that was that was that was the purpose of that that camera or that film mm -hmm. i guess it wasn't just a camera it was that i should say it was like a basically a film making process it wasn't a camera it was a filmmaking process okay yeah cool yeah is what it was and it just showed you that filmmaking process and how all of that worked to get the that double exposure like like in paratrap they, they showed they record the girl on the other side, and then they, they record the mm -hmm. girl on the other side, and then they put together, mm -hmm. like, they, they record the, the same girl in a different outfit on one scene, and record her again in a different outfit on one scene. Exactly. Yep. And they get it to work together. So you can do a lot of special effects with that camera, or that film process. Yeah. yeah, before they did the computer. That film process. Yeah, I guess it's sometimes interesting to make to make movies about twins, <laughs> especially the parent trap. Um, also on the on the way down, there's a, there's an Atopia car on the way down. Yeah, it, it actually was not a car that ran at Atopia. This is a very special Atopia car. I asked Bob Gurr when I was on the tour with him about that car, and he said that he designed that car specially for Walt Disney. And it was for his grandson. Um, okay. Di Diane and Ron had been married right before the year before Walt Disney op Walt uh, Disneyland opened, 
and the year that it opened they had their first grandson and so that was for Walt Disney's grandson designed specially by Bob Kerr oh yes the good things about Walt Disney being your grandfather Yep, yep. So, so, they, <laughs> cool. so, they, down. so that was run on the Disney Studios. So that, that's cool. Yeah, that's so that that it has the same shape and look to it, but it's a specialized Autopia car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, uh, so I think it was found in a barn that Diane Disney had or something, and she gave it to the museum. But it is it is designed and built by Bob Gurr, who built who designed the monorail. The Dreamliner train that ran before the monorail, as well as nearly everything that ran. And we've talked about him before <laughs> on a previous episode. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And I do have an autographed photo for you. <laughs> Yay! <me. laughs> I do. <laughs> I've got to get it to meet him someday. I know. We need to meet him. I mean, this is like horrible to say, but I really like to meet him before he dies. Yeah. <laughs> That's really horrible to say. It's so intense now. Well, we've lost two this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, two really? really important Imagineers. Ex Extensio. Mm-hmm. And Marty Scalar. And, and Marty Scalar, which was totally hit out of the blue. Um, yeah. Wasn't one of um, the guy, the, the guy who, who who worked stuff on Pirates and Han Mansion? That was Ex Extensio. Yeah, yeah. The man with the coolest name ever. Yep. Sounds like it starts with the X. Well, it was Xavier, but they shortened it to X. So it's Z. Uh, well, it sounds yeah, it sounds like it, but it sounds yeah. like it. So. Uh, yeah, he was ninety-eight. Yeah, he had yeah, he had an amazing life. So he's good. Yeah, he wrote the Yo Ho song for Pirates, and we could just mm-hmm. hear his spirit voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he voiced the skeleton that is that, that you that you hear right before you descend on the waterfall into pirates. Bust me hearties. Yep, that's him. And um, you also he also um, helped write Grim Grinning Ghosts, I believe George Burns, who uh, wrote the right. musical score for Jungle Book, the original animated. If I'm not. I big. love that score. Oh yeah. my gosh. I, well, I stayed at the Adventureland Hotel at Disney Hotel, and you can hear, they play it all night long. <laughs> and if you're going to play something all night long, that's what I want to listen to. Yeah. It's very haunting and just very peaceful and calming at the same time. And There you go. Kind of feels like 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 scary like music even in the film even though there are some music in that film that's like ex- exciting and jumbly like like mysterious like music mm-hmm. oh uh buddy baker and ex extensio buddy baker okay who was that who was the an existent for yoho mm-hmm. haunted mansion for haunted mansion okay, okay so pirates and- and pirates would have been. Yeah, that was George Bruns. 
Bruns, not Burns, but yep. Bruns. That's right. Bruns. George Burns, the comedian. Yes, right the there. comedian, yeah. Bruns. B R U N S. My bad. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's funny. In this in this article, they have Xavier Extensio, and then the other article, they had X Extensio. So that's entertaining. Yeah, he went by both. Yeah. So who okay. who who did the the Haunted Mansion one? Buddy Baker. Buddy Baker. Buddy Baker. Okay. Buddy Baker. Mm-hmm. Buddy the Baker. Friends was the. Yep, Buddy the Baker. And each day to the steps of St. Paul's, the little. Do we want to talk about the next gallery, or are we just good? <laughs> well, the next one is, we'll oh, do is so just sad. is very sad. Um, it's very sad. Yeah, it's very sad. It's beautiful and sad at the same time. Like the room is so and quiet and quiet and peaceful and like it was in library mode. It's a beautiful room. Yeah, it was the room that did show characters like Mickey, Don, Goofy, Snow White, mm-hmm. Jiminy, who had like tears down their faces because their 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 first leader, well, you know, passed away. Yep. Yeah, even though some of them looked a bit weird to me. <laughs> not the best, but not the best drawings. Well, all of them were done pretty quickly. Yeah. So what were your thoughts, Fiona, on the last gallery? Yeah, I guess I guess that means since Walt died, Mickey is the only one who's in charge of the parks. <laughs> is he in charge now? Yeah. Yeah, they, and after that room, they did show images uh, of of like of like the the some scenes from the cartoons and mm-hmm. and and being part. Theme park mem- memories. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So Ryan, parting thoughts. Um, I I thought it was I thought it was well done to you know uh, you know it's very somber but it because it you know is about Walt's death but it wraps it up mm-hmm. well. Um, I like the different quotes from the different people about Walt Disney and just yeah. kind of his impact on the world and it was just like a you know a nice way to end. Because it's about his life, so of course you have to end with his death. I thought they did a good job with the ending here. It was somber, but it wasn't. It wasn't just. Um, I don't know. It was well done because they could have made it so it played on your emotions too much, mm-hmm. and they, I don't think they did. 
No, it was just very quiet and peaceful and very, very clean and very thoughtful. I think thoughtful and peaceful are good words to describe this area. Yeah. No hairs on the ground. Oh, (laughs) she's no, no hairs on the ground. No hairs on the ground. What what are you referring to? (laughs) I was having those type of nightmares when I was in gyms and stuff. Yeah, because, yeah, so um, Fiona has an aversion to hair, like people's hair on the ground, anywhere. Oh. Or if you have like a hair on your shirt or something that very, it's very upsetting to her. <laughs> She'll take it off for you. Well, good. We need somebody yeah. to do that. Yeah. She's not going to bother you so much since your hair is really short. You're not going to have a lot of hair on your body, on your clothes. But someone like me with longer hair. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. So it does. It does. So she gets, but you know, when you're a woman's locker room, there's a lot of hair in there because women <gasps> oh have a stars. lot of hair. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, she doesn't enjoy the amount of hair on the ground. In they just feel yucky. Yeah. She doesn't like dance class because it's an inside environment and you really, the hair's like trapped on the floor in there. So, so Fiona, you're saying it's not a place where there's, this didn't create a lot of anxiety for you. Yeah. Okay. No. Which would, which would have been easy to do? It's very clean, aesthetically and physically. But yeah, Fiona, you definitely took a moment when you were in this room to sit and kind of take it in. Yeah, I took a break from recording. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it was, it's a nice, I had the kids just kind of sit there for a while, decompress get back together and then um we left and you know it's a good place to explain to your your kids you know that life comes to an end Mm -hmm. and it's important to look back you know what was your impact on the people around you and and how they feel about you yeah and few people in the 20th century had a bigger impact than walt disney yeah, yeah, it's amazing it's amazing i think it was just it was just because he always tried to put the best product, the best he could put out there. And, and he a really, lot of fam- oh, he sorry, really was all about families. So, yeah, you know, which is important. It is. It is the family unit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, it, and a lot of parents just they feel safe knowing that, like showing their kids those movies. Like, you know, there's a lot of, of kids, you know, like Fiona with autism. And, you know, I never worried about her watching Disney movies because they repeat what they see. So you never, you're like, okay, this is a nice, safe thing for her to repeat and see over and over. And it's, you know, it, and you, you see that there's even that dad that has a kid with autism and they talk through the movies using lines through the movies to talk. It's a great way to get them to communicate and think about things. You know, there's actually a documentary about that on yeah. a news it was about a kid named Owen. Did they show that in class, Fiona, or did you find that on your? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On on the, on my last day of middle school. Yeah, her um, teacher, one of her her ELA teachers, showed it in class because she knew how she knew how much Fiona loved Disney and then having the relatable autism and Disney connection. And we came back to the to the place with where we. <laughs> Where we started with the merchandise room. Yeah, so exiting 
the gallery, you know, the, the doors, and you exit, and to the right is the gift shop, and to the left is a little cafeteria cafe where you can order some food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know at the beginning they did have a little uh, peanuts, the peanuts c- comet, comet strip that referenced Walt Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Charles Schultz um, applied for a job at Disney when he was young. And he was rejected. But yeah. a lot of people reject on their first time around. And, and I did saw someone someone with a uh, Joe Budden Pleakley and, and the, sky, the Sky's pen oh, of Joe Budden yeah, Pleakley yeah, yeah, yeah. from Leon Stitch. When, the, when we bought our tickets, the woman at the counter had a that you really yeah. liked. Yeah, we took a picture of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of modern uh-huh. like films, there was, there was actually a room where I can't record. Oh, yeah. They had that special, and um, did you see that? They had the special little gallery. Um, Andrew, with, was with it? Deja? Yeah. yeah. I forget. I love that name, too. I want that name. Yeah, um... I went down, yeah, so if you go downstairs, you can see the whatever. They usually have somebody on display for a little bit. Yeah, Andres like Deja. And they have another bathroom down there. Andres Deja. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of movie posters, too. Yeah. yeah, that was fun, all the movie posters they have. <laughs> plus, plus the floor and stuff, isn't it? Like Small World and Mary, Mary mm-hmm. Blair. It's really mm-hmm. pretty oh, yeah. down there. It is. It's really nice. Yeah, the room with yeah. the with the live action posters, and some of them were all like, and and I know there was like a Fantasia poster that was like in a groovy like style, like it was all hippie <laughs> theme. Funny. Probably one of their re releases. You, you know what what was kind of interesting, interesting about this room? How they show like. It, it was like a unfinished film about a boy and a tiger. Oh, the the uh, movie that he's working, the independent project Mushka, I think, Russian. Yeah, like he, like it looks like he's still working on that. Yeah, yeah, he was in the middle of it. But he also, um, Andrzej, he worked on Scar and Jafar. And I remember him talking about um, Jafar and using as an influence Maleficent oh, for okay. that. Because what? Even though he kind of does have like a, 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 oh yeah, it looks like those two villains kind of like T-like shaped bodies. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, a lot of the points and and then he did Gaston and Hercules. Mm-hmm. Oh, your favorite, Mama Odie. Um, Lilo. <laughs> and Lilo, yep. Yeah. He was the he also did Roger Rabbit and King Triton. That's awesome. Yeah. Early eighties. Yeah. He's very obviously he's very flexible and diverse in his ability to represent animated oh, yeah. characters. Oh yeah. And I loved it because they had those oh she's I remember. Um those zoetropes. So you could spin around mm-hmm. and watch the that's fun. I love zoetropes. Those are fun. I actually made one in art class. You did, yes. Those are fun things. Okay. Oh, and okay, we went we went to the shop. Did you what did you think about the shop? Um the I liked it. And they have some yeah. they have some books that 
you know, you can't, it's hard to find other places. Plus, you can get the e-ticket magazines there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are really hard to find. Um, they're expensive, but, you know, <laughs> I, of course, got I got the, I got the one that um, Bob Gurr was interviewed in. Oh, that's like, cool. Did you have him sign it? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, two thumbs up for you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going down to see him. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go find the e-ticket magazine oh, with Bob Gurr. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I, I was, yeah, so I, I did. I got him to sign that one. But okay. So was it you, Fiona, or was it Elias that was taking all the e-tickets and lining them up in a row, looking at all the pictures? <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, I say A plus for your kids because I, you know, I was ready to do the same thing. I had to go through. I was trying to find the right one. And <laughs> yeah, my kids are pretty much the example of you want to do it. My kid's doing it. <laughs> You're thinking about doing it, but you don't do it. But your kids follow through. <laughs> yeah, good follow through, kids. Good follow through. What did you think, Colleen? I like it. It's a fun store. It is. And yeah, I was surprised to see all the e-ticket magazines there. That's cool. I thought that was fun. Um, my, my, like, this is like my, my cheap side coming out. I am really bad. Like if I see a book in a museum, I'm always looking up to find it cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> if I get it. <laughs> what book is that? Okay. How much cheaper is it on Amazon? <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, I, well, I did the same thing with like the railroading book that was there, but it was the same price. Mm -hmm. So, it was, and oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna buy it here. <laughs> yep. So why not, right? Yep. Yeah, like the um, I bought the Irvin or Ivan Earl book. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, but it was cheaper at Amazon. Oh, uh, okay. You bought? Did you buy it on Amazon? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. And just had it. Well, and it's hard. And you're on, we were on our seven week vacation too. Yeah. So it's like, do I really want to carry the book with me? Mm, yeah. No, not really. Yeah. But I did because I wanted to start reading it. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't a first edition. So I'm like, meh, whatever. Yeah. If it gets a there little, you go. if it gets a little beat up, I'm not too worried about it. So. Oh, yeah. our books always get beat up. Yeah. We're just, yeah, it's just going to happen. I was like, you know, one one of the fun merchandise and the place for like puppets of some of the Mickey Mouse characters. <gasps> oh, those yeah, they had some amazing puppets in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. And they didn't look creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, they were expensive. I'm like, yeah, we're not getting those. They have but they were fun to play with. Things in there. We yes. did get something that was kind of expensive. We got the we got the Pirates of the Caribbean. We want the redhead. There's like a set from the Disney collection. There's like a Disney. I forget. It's you know you know the Disney collection collection that's uh -huh. ceramic. Um, yes. I don't think they're doing them anymore. Okay. But they had those, and they had the auctioneer and the redhead, and I was that's like, awesome. so I got that because of course they're going away. You mean yes? The the they've taken all the lovely awkward moments out of pirates. <laughs> the moments you walk through and you go, you know, this isn't right, and I know it's not right. <laughs> Even when you're five, you're like, that's that's not okay. But oh well. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I didn't have red hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was, I thought, oh, I'm going to get this while I can because this uh -huh. is not going to be it's, around. Nope. It's an awkward moment. And did you eat anything at the cafe? 
Right. Um, I I did. I we got coffee there. Um, mm-hmm. that was really good. Also had tea, that was good. And I'm trying to think. We also had something to snack on too, but I can't remember what it was. So it was good, but it wasn't that memorable. Obviously. <laughs> no. But yeah, the coffee and the we, the coffee and the tea were good. Good. Yeah. We uh we landed up having. I had to feed the kids there. Yeah. And it was it was a little a little slim. On feeding the kids. Um, they had mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese. And then I got some sandwich for Adia, but then Adia didn't want it. So then I landed up with it, but I didn't really want it. <laughs> she wanted my macaroni and cheese. And the macaroni and cheese was good. Mm. The sandwich was meh. But I like, see, I like hot. I like, if I'm out eating, I want hot food and the sandwich wasn't hot. Like I like grilled sandwiches. You know, if I'm going out, I went grilled. I went hot, you know. They had some good like little cookies and cakes and that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, we we had something along that line, like a baked good. I don't remember what it was, but it was good. I remember eating it and thinking, oh, this this is pretty good. It was a good snack, but we don't want to do like dinner like food food it was it was getting close to dinner time but we were headed up to napa and we were going to do dinner at napa well then yeah don't eat it there yeah no yeah (laughs) don't don't waste don't waste your uh your stomach on that no Uh no (laughs) so we we had a much better meal up in napa (laughs) yeah Uh absolutely you you know in the gift shop they did show the multiplayer uh camera in the place yes. oh yeah 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 because it comes all the way down yeah they one of the films that they showed was was pinocchio well, the clips of the film through, through the multiplane is that what you're talking about fiona yeah yeah it was pinocchio yeah, the, i don't remember what it was looking through uh, the multiplane i thought it was bambi i thought it was bambi too but well, it looks like the scene where everyone is gay ready for school and they're getting out of their homes in the village. Oh, well, that's a good scene in the multiplayer. Yeah, that is good. Movie. Oh, are you talking about, like, playing on the TV? Yeah, they showed a clip of it. Oh, oh I gotcha. Okay. Oh, I okay. see what you're, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the actual setup in the in the, in the the multiplayer camera that's there is Bambi. Is that right, Colleen? Do you remember? think so i mean it's it's it might even be um something it might even be like a snow white i just remember it's very woodsy yeah so my my assumptions always go to bambi but that's not necessarily true because we were at the carthay circle and my thoughts exact went to bambi because of the the drawings on the ceilings but that's obviously they're trying to represent snow white there so um i think sometimes things get blended over the years (laughs) Well, and it depends if they're actually drawing it as the film was or if they're doing uh-huh. kind of more like concept art. Yeah. If you look at some of the concept art for Snow White, it's very watercolor and, and, mm-hmm. and, and Bambi-esque. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I can see why. When, when, you, cause when we were eating at the Carthay Circle, I could see why you thought it was Bambi, for sure. Yeah, I don't remember like seeing a forest scene in the video. Well, we're kind of talking about in the multiplane. You know, in the gift shop, I know some of the merchandise I saw with 
I know one of the first things we saw was like a paper cutout of one of the pansies from Alice in Wonderland, and it was on like a a flower. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool. And it, the style of it kind of reminded me of our uh, Girl Girl Scouts books. Oh yeah, the the more watercolored. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, yeah, and that's Tyrus Wong. For the Bambi. Yeah, for the Bambi concept art. Yeah, he just he just died a little while ago too, but whoa, he was up there. Wasn't he like a hundred and two? Yeah. He it, was, is a, it is an old age. Well, it's an old movie. Bambi's an old movie. 106. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's wrap this puppy up. We saw. Yeah, I wish I lived close to that museum. Or they had something. Or they had something in Texas that was. <laughs> anything. Anything would be nice. Yeah, Hi, anything. we're in Texas, and we'd like something. Something in the central part of the United States. We'll take anything. We're yeah. not too picky. So are we? Are we done for now? I think, I think so. so. Are we good on the museum? I think so. I think so. Well, thanks for joining us for another fun evening at Dispodopolis. Uh, we're going to say goodnight to y'all now. And y'all, that's right. We're in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say goodnight. My name is Colleen. And you can reach me at Tinkscout. And you can reach Dispodopolis at comments at dispodopolis.com. Or we're on Instagram as Dispodopolis and Twitter as Dispodopolis and also on um, we have a group on Facebook Dispodopolis it is full of our family members hi family members if you're listening hello to moms <laughs> hello hello we love you so good night mom have a great night Aunt Lynette have a great night all right Brian take it away um, my name's Ryan, and <laughs> <laughs> you can reach me at FlintRyan underscore edu at Twitter. And then, um, yes, good night, Aunt Dolores. Good night, Mom. And take it All over, right. Fiona. <laughs> Go, Fiona. Uh, my Instagram page, Fiona Toad Girl. Uh, uh, do, do I have to say anything else? No, you can just wish everybody a good night, Grandma and Aunt Lynette. Okay, so, <laughs> so good night. So good night to what we may want to say to even you, Spider Man. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh boy, Spider Man and Walt Disney Family Museum. Woo! <laughs> do you have a Do you have a it's cool voice passed. to leave us with, Fiona? See you real soon. I'm through. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. I think that's a good way to end.
Electrical Parade! Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.